Thanks for listening to the Tech Tools for Teachers podcast, where each week we talk about a free piece or two of technology that you can use in your classroom. I'm your host, Shannon Martin. I'm a middle school teacher, technology coach, and personalized learning coordinator for my district. And I'm her husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's clever. Yep. I'm I'm surprised that it's taken this long for you to come up with Wrap it all together. Clever. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Wow. I'm Fuzz. I'm her husband. I'm also the producer. How you doing? You're my husband. Aw. That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're in episode 35. Yeah. We had our little fall break. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a little busy, a little chaotic, you know, the usual. The huge parent-teacher conferences are done. Yeah, we're in fall. No, I get to go to parent-teacher conferences, so mine are done. But now I get to attend our child. Our child's on the other side of the table. Yeah, exciting. And find out about those bus rides. <laughs> um. <laughs> she's four. <laughs> she's she's four. We'll see how it goes. She'll be fine. Um, if and... I made it, she can make. It. <laughs> And yeah, we're episode 35, we are focusing on social studies. Mm-hmm. So I know I've covered a lot of other topics and there's like a lot of in between. Actually, as I was digging around for the sites this week, I didn't have to dig far because I teach social <laughs> studies on oh, a regular yeah. basis. Good call. Um, but then I had a bunch of other ideas like, oh, I want to talk about this, this and this too. So then I had to like harness my favorites okay. for this week. Like, I have so many ideas because I use so many different sites for social studies. But honestly, when we talk about sites like Padlet or Canva or Genially, the sites that kind of can cover any subject, I use those regularly in social studies class. So I don't always use social studies specific sites. Right. So it's kind of like I use a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're social studiesing. Social studiesing. And when I talk social studies, I teach like broad field social studies. So I cover everything. Mm-hmm. So along with that, my sites actually cover everything too. Cool. So we got that. Right now you're doing uh, your build a candidate. Uh, uh, designer president. Design. Designer president. Designer presidents. Yeah. So yeah, this week we're doing designer presidents and my students are in their groups Picking leadership qualities mm-hmm. and like uh, topics of policy, and stuff policy like. and interests, mm-hmm. and um, and they create a candidate that they would like to be their ideal president, mm-hmm. and then have them be successful. Um, and then we do a mock election in each classroom, and then my classes, like the candidate that wins from each class, they then run against each other. So then I have so it's four. like a primary, and then so primary, yeah, yeah, and then the actual election. So then I have four candidates that they all vote for and they're allowed to campaign within reason and um and then we see who the class the the person that they choose to be their ideal leader and then that person that they have created and they like draw a campaign poster and everything oh, yeah. gets a special spot on the wall in my classroom and I make a special bulletin board and they get the privilege of having like their person on the wall for the rest of the school year that's awesome so we learn all about That's fun. yeah, government and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you have any super PACs? <sighs> 
No. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm going to go inject a lot of money into the one yeah. campaign. Or just use candy and stickers. But um, Good call. Yeah. It'll, it's always fun today. It was really cute because they're like, this is so much fun. And they were really, because they, they have to lay out like the candidate, not only... Um, not just like political stuff, but they have to lay out their background and where they right. came from and if they're married or not married and their spouse and if they have a spouse or children or, and they come up with backstories to these like people. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, but then they have like, I had one where they had like a traumatic accident in their life and then like their candidate did. And then that was part of their backstory for why they wanted like a certain type like healthcare for certain people. It was just very, it was fun to see. Anyway, cool. I always like doing the project. Anyway, so now that we've gone off on a tangent on that, let's start with the site I actually will be using next week with my students, which is iCivics. Yeah. So I've talked to you about pieces of this website before, and, I, you, yeah, yeah. and you may not even, I don't even remember what I talk about, um, <laughs> because I talk about my classroom a lot. Um, but iCivics, if you've never explored it, or if you have explored it before, they have done some changes um, where you you just go to iCivics.org, iCivics.org, and um, you can sign in, create your account. You don't have to have an account, though, which is kind of nice. You can kind of dig into their stuff without having an account. If you are a teacher and you choose to create an account, they also now sync with Google Classroom. So that is new. They did not do that before. So that's been an update this year. And it is so cool. It teaches (laughs) about all things social studies. So if you get to their regular website, you don't even have to sign in. You can just click Teach. And then you have access to their units. So they have units on foundations of government, the road to the Constitution, like civil rights, um, like judicial branch, executive branch, citizenship, um, media and influence, like relevant topics in social studies. And there's a ton of them. Um, Even like to persuasive writing, which like you're writing argument papers and news literacy and just all these cool things. So you pick a unit, Mm -hmm. you click on the topic and you can use this as like a full unit or you can just supplement what you already teach with. Sure. They have a ton of resources for you, which is amazing. You then can choose if you want the middle school version or the high school version. Okay. And then from there, you can log in to download files. But if you don't want to log in yet, you can just click view and it will show you like what the learning objectives are, what the lesson plan is. Um, and it just gives you all of these resources, which is what I love. Like I don't use this word for word, but I use it as a supplement to like back up the information we're already talking about or the projects we're already exploring in class. Mm-hmm. Also, my other actually probably more favorite part about this website is the games that yeah, they have. <laughs> I have one about running the county right now. Uh, um, that's uh, up in the background. <laughs> it's not like, and I we don't do a ton of games. I do a lot of like problem based and project based and inquiry and all that kind of stuff in my classroom. But oh my goodness, I have my kids have learned so much from the game Win the White House. It is the last one at the bottom. Scroll through. It says like thirty minutes downtime. You run your own presidential campaign. Um, debates, ads, fundraising, what states to go for, what your slogan is, what your person is like. And I've had so many kids put this on their phones and they're like, Mrs. Martin, I was playing Win the White House until midnight last night and I almost won and then I lost and then I start over. 
I can't tell you how many kids have actually like then connected what I'm talking about in class to their game sure. and then actually have the knowledge, like remember the knowledge yeah, and have real discussions in class. It is so much fun. So I use Win the White House, especially during this unit that I'm teaching right now, which yep. is um, branches of government. And we do like a focus on presidency a little bit. Just sure. Fun. Um, so Win the White House is Fantastic. I mean, these games, they're really well planned out, especially for social studies teachers. It kind of feels like a sim game almost. Yeah, it does. Um, that one specifically, and they're all a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, the design always kind of feels the same, but they run differently. The sure. other one in January, I teach a whole immigration unit. And so we play Immigration Nation, where you like, that teaches you how to like become a citizen and mm-hmm. you travel over and you get stuck like in the middle of the ocean, like you have to figure out which way you're going and oh, you have to like do certain policies, get certain anyway, it's oh, cool. That's cool. So you're on, yeah, they're on like these little boats floating around. Um, and then I do um when I teach my war units, we do Crisis of Nations, which is like solving international crisis. So you have to decide like if you're gonna negotiate with them, if you're gonna like give them supplies, or if you're gonna go to war with them. And oh. so Crisis of Nations is also fantastic. So I feel like my students do not just play games in my class, <laughs> but the games that I pick and choose. They also watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we do so many things in my class. Um, these are just great to supplement what you're already doing. Yeah. And those kids that need a little booster buy-in or for fun, I'll have kids like we'll play in teams, and then we'll mm-hmm. compete and then we'll have discussions about like what you learned from like the situation that you were in. Mm-hmm. So if you've not tried out iscivics.org yeah, backslash really cool. games, like the games you can just play, but also like if you click teach, you are able to have so many resources at sure. your fingertips, which is just really nice. Um, and it's well laid out and it's easy to get through. Yeah. It's a cool site so, and it looks like a lot of fun it, and you can also learn a lot. So, yeah, it's kind of like those are three great, and it's free. It is free, those which is are awesome. Four great things. Yeah. How do they even make it happen? Oh I can gosh. tell you, because you it's click in on part- the little donate button, it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's in partnership with a bunch of different associations yeah. where yeah. they're trying to groom our next generation of politicians, yeah, or county workers, or or just or citizens, good, good humans, or good citizens, yeah. 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 So if you iCivics.org. Yeah. And if you get a chance and you could just sit down, like you and I like compete in GeoGuessr sometime. Yeah. Also, GeoGuessr, plug, social media site, fantastic. Um, you could definitely sit down and just as a teacher and adult, like just play these games. Yes. Yeah. They are very engaging. So cool. Um, iCivics. iCivics. That is one of my first favorites and yeah, I love using that one. Second super useful site is the Library of Congress. Yeah. LOC.gov. L-O-C.gov. Yeah, it's L-O-C.gov. Um, I know there's a ton of sites. We even talked a couple weeks ago, last week, we talked about like Newzella and yeah. ReadWorks. Like, those mm-hmm. are great article sites um, for social studies. I think the Library of Congress is super cool because, well, it's the Library of Congress right. and you can explain that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you when teaching social studies a lot of the times you're looking for primary sources right 
And I feel like everything's based on, can you analyze a primary source? Is this a primary source? Compare these three primary sources of Mm -hmm. what happened during that time. Write an argument paper based on it. And so here you go. Like you want primary sources. Here is a library of primary sources for you. Yeah. Um, It's kind of nice where you can like, they have trending. So you can find like top searches. You can find today in history, which is cool. Then you have um, like research centers. So if you scroll down a little bit, you know, there's a like right in the center, it says like research centers. You can click on that and then you have options of like actually like searching through like newspaper periodicals or general collections or um, in different ways of searching, which is kind of cool. It's also, an, there's a lot <clears throat> on this website to teach students how to search efficiently. Oh, sure. Um, I feel like that's a skill in itself of how to actually do real research. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. But there's just so many, so much information. There's even a button where you can click and you can ask a librarian and be like, hey, I need some help. <laughs> um, digital collections versus library catalogs. But if there's any newspaper out there, um, you can find the actual print newspapers, click on it. Kids can see what an actual newspaper looks like, you mm-hmm. know, if you remember mm-hmm. from back in the day, um, like when newspapers existed. So it's just a very cool resource for primary sources and supporting students with research or giving them uh, primary sources when you're teaching a unit. Like, hey, this stuff really exists and this is what was found or written at the time. Right. Um, like I have kids doing the Peshtigo fire and they were researching that. You can find actual newspaper articles. Um, so it's just very cool for a searching tool and for primary sources. For sure. Um, the uh, the Library of Congress itself is like just fascinating the way that mm-hmm. um, they have millions of books. It's the largest library in the world, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Did you get? Did you visit the Library of Congress when you guys were there? Or no, no we went there? to the National Archives. That was okay. Yeah, was close to the Library of Congress. <laughs> Just not even close, but <laughs> <laughs> close, but not close at all. Yeah, cool. But yeah, so so if you're looking for, um, yeah, primary sources or great articles or great research tools for your students, definitely loc.gov. Yeah, use it. Super helpful. And just a wealth of knowledge, which is awesome. Yes. That's cool. the best kind of knowledge. It is. Is a wealth of knowledge. A wealth of knowledge. Do a uh, snoring dog is really yeah. snoring. Yeah. Snoring dog is. <laughs> she's the she loud. A, a, a CPAP <laughs> she's machine. definitely inspired <laughs> A there, CPAP? So. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Wow. There we go. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. So this this social studies lesson is really inspiring her. Yeah. So I have to mention quick, we've talked about it before on mm-hmm. the podcast, but... On the pod. The most schnazzy website, because it's schnazzy, yeah. is Google Tour Builder. Tour and Builder. We've not we've talked about it before, but I just have to mention... That it is one of my favorite sites to um, to do anything with. Um, no, to, <laughs> to do, do anything. To, <laughs> she does. You can support. Right, so, uh, so grocery lists. You could. You could Google tour the. Book. You could. We're gonna tour the grocery store. Yes. Um, the, the site I talked wiggly. about. <laughs> 
Not even not everyone has a Piggly Wiggly. So maybe they need a tour of a Piggly Wiggly. Right. It's such a like Midwestern yeah. thing. I totally agree. So Google Tour a. Builder, I've talked about it before. Yeah. So I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But it is like Google Slides show mm-hmm. and Google Earth. Yep. And on Google, steroids. And Google Maps. And Google and steroids. Like it's all combined together. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before, so it's it's just amazing. If you've not tried it, go try it. It where it's where you can use Google Maps, drop your pins in, and then drop your pictures in and type in your information and mm-hmm. run it all into a slideshow together. So not only is it great in social days where the kids are, you know, geography, exploring the world, doing a tour, mapping a vacation. Yeah. Um We've had kids do college tours. Like, there's so many ways that you can use the site in any subject area. Like, science, great. You want to explore, like, where certain volcanoes are located in the world. Like, go mm-hmm. do it. Um, if you could basically apply this to any subject area and explore it and connect it and have kids put research and pictures in. And, like, yeah. it's super cool. So, Google Tour Builder, just a little plug there. Love it. Super schnazzy. GTB. But I get I've spent a lot of time on it before, so if you haven't tried it, try it. All right. All right. What I do want to talk about, though, is a different mapping tool. Yes. It is not a Google mapping tool. Okay. Um, which is kind of out of my realm. Oh, my gosh, the dog. I'm just laughing. She's yeah, I know. Snoring. She's distracting. <laughs> it's called Map Hub. Map Hub. Okay. Like capital Map hub all together sure it's maphub.net okay okay what is it it's it's in a it's, beta it's not mode. in my show notes for today so no I'll it's in go, it's go in a, on my computer here. it's in a beta so it's not like full flash maphub dot dot net that's yeah maphub.net okay so what it does is it's similar to like google maps yep and you can just click explore or new map or whatever you want to do. So we're going to click new map. Mm-hmm. It's in the upper right hand corner. And if you already have, you have to, you have to create your little sign in, which is simple enough. It's not a Google sign in, but create your sign in. Okay. And then you get a map. And what's crazy. I mean, I guess I always figure that like my computer pings me like where I am, but yeah. hi, it shows me like you're in the middle of Wisconsin. Great. Right. I'm in the map in the middle of Wisconsin. And then you can it's create. It's true. That's where we are. You can create a map. So um, you can type in your title, your description, decide your visibility if you want private or public. Yep. And then on the left-hand side, you've got little arrows and little pins so you can drop your pins in. Um, And then you can connect. So you have like a start line and you add points by clicking and then you finish and then it, it it will set everything, like it'll connect them all together for you. Um. All of them have a description. So if you click on the left-hand side and you want it to do something, the right-hand side will explain the directions to you. Yep. Look at that. I, makes... I made mine look like a pirate map, by the way. Okay. I wanted to oh, get to that. Oh, sorry. You totally just bursted my bubble. So I'm showing you the tools first yeah. before you get to <laughs> the cool map. I'm just looking at the fun stuff. So and you can also like type in your label. So you can label everything. And then you can drop pictures in, which is cool. So you can put little JPEG pictures in. You can also... Um, do polygon areas so if your students are making regions of a state Mm -hmm. or a country or Mm -hmm. the world um, you can use the little uh, puzzle piece and lets you make polygons and then they can label them Mm -hmm. and say here is 
southeastern Wisconsin, or here is the like county lines. And yeah, stuff. Th- well, um, I mean, the county lines would already be there. Yeah, county lines might have been there, but you can just make whatever things. you want. So mm-hmm. if you're saying this area of the United States has, you know, more cows per capita than any other area, <laughs> <laughs> then um, awesome. they could they could do that. Nice. So now. Mm-hmm. You click on base map, so back on the right-hand Pirate side. Pirate map. I'm so sad. That was like the one thing I was super excited to tell oh, everybody. Um, so you have options for what your map looks like. So in Google, you have your options of like satellite, regular view, satellite, topography. street view, you yeah. know, drop your little man in, that yeah. kind of thing. But here, you can pick classic, you can pick street view, and then you can click outdoors, mm-hmm. and then you can click light and dark. And then, as you bursted my bubble, by the way, the dark one is pretty sweet looking. Oh, um, yeah. And then oh, yeah, that was cool. you Looks have like flying during night a pirate map. What? There's a pirate map? That's cool. I didn't know that. <sighs> but how cool is that? If kids are doing a mapping project yeah. and you just need a little like, hey, we're gonna like be explorers, drop some pins in. They could make their own little pirate map of the adventure, which could end up being like a research project. Like then they research this part of the world or something. You know, you could yeah. anybody. You know, like it's a pirate map. You can make it yeah. in anything and be like, super cool. Yeah. Um. But then there's other options as you scroll down further, um, where you can click outdoors, and then they have like open cycle map and landscape anyway and so they have lots and lots of options for what your maps are going to look like it's not just you're usually like four to five choices sure but the best part is that you can have a pirate map because it looks cool yeah sorry i burst your bubble there now you totally did but like i have a student right now she's researching for her wisconsin history project she's researching uh death's door in door county oh yeah where all the shipwrecks are and Mm -hmm. how cool would it be if she was marking everything on a pirate map for her project, you know, where all like the sunken ships Somebody are. Somebody should do a, a research project on why Wisconsin should annex the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> okay, well, it's history, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but anyway, so Map Hub, it's kind mm-hmm. of fun. It's a little off the beaten track. Like it's not your usual like Google Maps. Everyone uses Google Maps all yeah. the time. Um, but you can make a pirate map and you can mark all these things. Anyway, you click save. That's one thing the kids do have to do. They have to click save. Um, and then they're able to share them and do whatever they need to do with them, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, map hub. That's yeah. my other thought. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Death store, by the way, will look really cool in pirate map. Really. Yeah. I thought it would. So that's kind of my little like. Yeah. Experience. I'm glad that I discovered that. Uh huh. You're so snazzy. <laughs> By the way, speaking of maps, yes, um, I, I know more and people more and more people are using it. So uh, maybe it's not as nifty as it was when I first discovered it. But mm-hmm. if you're not using Waze, W A Z E, mm-hmm. for instead of uh, it's owned by Google, but it's a um, it's a map program, but it's crowdsourced, mm-hmm. and it's crowdsourced by like using. The data when you have the app open, okay. um, so it can tell how fast Waze users are at any given area. So it can tell if like things are slowing down because all the people with Waze going in their phone are going slower. It also allows you to mark um, 
If there's a car on the side of the road or an accident or a, a speed trap or, um, you know, an animal in the road or something mm. like that, you can mark that and then other drivers see that when you come through. So And then you mark it off as you go through if it's already if gone. If it's gone, yeah, then you check it check it off. Um, and it's built into a lot of, like, if, if you have a uh, car with, like, uh, Apple CarPlay mm-hmm. or android auto built in mm-hmm. um, when you plug in your phone or when it connects it'll come up and if you have that app installed you can use it and so it's really easy to tap you know when there's a thing mm-hmm. uh like a an obstacle or something that you yeah, want to report time digging around on your phone while you're driving right and there's also voice commands so you can do it that way too but um but it's pretty cool also uh, while we're on that i got the new alexa auto <laughs> Yeah, I'm not very happy with it. I like Alexa stuff, but the Alexa Auto is clunky because you have to have the app open, the Alexa app open on your phone, and then there's a uncomfortable delay. And well, and if you say things, sometimes she starts like thinking you're talking to yeah. her, but you're not. You're just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. It's just not as good as the normal. Or Alexa the small child is experience. screaming at Alexa from the back seat to play her song and can't yeah. get her. It usually works for you though. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. If I just have the app open on my phone and I talk to it that way, it works better than if I use this. The, the Alexa device, and so. it's not free, so it's not really that important. No, no, I was just kind of given. <laughs> if any, if if some of you are contemplating that contemplating, while you're listening to your podcast, I would morning. I would skip it. Yes, just skip. Wait yeah. till the next version. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's one last side I wanted to throw out there. Yeah. Not really spending too much time, but um, historysimulation.com is a website that has um. It's got resources for teachers on it, mm-hmm. and some of like the videos. There's YouTube videos that kind of go along that would support classroom work, which is awesome. You have to be you have to be aware though, like parts of it are paid, so you have okay. to find like the free parts versus the paid parts. But um, there are some cool so- some cool resources yep. on the site if you dig around that you're able to find. That's also helpful when it comes to teaching social studies. Yeah, get it. So. You bet, like, everyone has a task list now. Go to iCivics and go play win the White House and then report out as to if you won or how long it took you to win because were you one of my students who could do it in 25 minutes or are you the kid that has played 15 times because you just don't have the right slogan and people aren't voting for you? I don't know. I don't know either, but... But I can't wait to hear reports. Yeah, go play. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, because I want to know what's happening. On that note, yep. thanks for tuning in. This You're has welcome. been the Tech Tools for Teachers podcast, episode 35. If you ever have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at SmartNWI. And if you want to have get more information on the links and the technology discussed in this episode, you, fit, you can visit SmartNWI.com, EdTech Directory, or you can visit me on Facebook. New episodes each week. Thanks for listening. Go educate and innovate. The ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast and the Smart and WDI website are those of the author, Shanna Martin, and not of her employer. Prior to using any of the technologies discussed on this podcast, please consult with your employer regulations. This podcast offers no guarantee that these tools will work for you as described, but we hope they do. And we will talk to you again next week on the Tech Tools for Teachers podcast. Have a good one. See you.